Hello, everyone. This is my day two of my verbal diary. So thank you so much for joining me on this self-discovery journey. Again, I mean, this is really a project for myself, um, but I hope that in unfurling and talking through my own story, I'm a verbal processor, that it can help whoever's listening. I did a family constellations workshop over the weekend, and it's kind of hard to explain, but the moral, I'm not going to get into it, um, but the moral, we acted, we acted out people's family constellations and family systems. And the moral of the entire thing was that we're really all the same. I walked into a group of total and complete strangers and the lessons that came out of, even though each person had a different story and, um, you know, we're all different humans. At the end of the day, we're all really the same. The lessons that came up in each person's uh, constellation were the same. Um, and it's this idea that we all picked our parents, we picked our families, that everyone's, everyone's trying the best they can. And love is shown in a myriad of different ways. And what we think love is for what one person thinks love is might not be what another person thinks love is, but everyone's doing the best they can because love is the only frequency that matters. Um, I encourage this work. It's really hard to explain, but you, you act out each other's family systems. You pick a person to represent you and your parents. And it's really, really beautiful. Um, other lessons such as like, we're not victims, like we are the creators. And that's what I talked about yesterday. And it's the perfect, I thought in divine timing, I picked this card today, manifest. And so I'll read you what it says. Everything you have ever dreamed of, everything your heart desires already lives within you. The only thing stopping it from coming to life is our own fear of what will happen when we finally receive all that our hearts long for. So ask yourself, what can you align with just a little bit closer? What can you let go of just a little bit more? What can you drop into just a little bit deeper? Trust that what is yours already belongs to you. You simply have to ask for it clearly, potently, and wholeheartedly. After all, if you can hold it in your heart and see it in your mind, you will hold it in your hand. So I love this. I've recently been studying the law of attraction, which basically states that you are your thoughts. So if you think I'm fat, I'm ugly, you're going to get fat and ugly. And if you think I'm beautiful, I can have it all. I do have it all. Then, then those thoughts manifest. I know this sounds cheesy right now, but and there's more to it, but that's the essence. Um, I love this because when we accept the idea that we have manifested every, like this law is always at play. When we have manifested our lives um, and we've manifested everything, including this moment, we feel like we, we, we realize we're less victim-y and that things happen for us, not to us, and that everything's a lesson. And this has helped me in my dating life. This has helped me, you know, I say I had four failed relationships. Well, I, what was my part in that? What was I manifesting there? Um, and I realized that I wasn't actually specific. And because I wasn't specific and I wasn't clear on what I wanted, I manifested 
I manifested relationships that were unclear. And I'm seeing the same thing now in my professional life. I'm currently between two different roads. One road is strictly healing arts. So that would be the world of yoga, meditation, sound bath, manifestation, affirmation, um, this, the world of the woo, which I don't like that term because I think people are just scared. Um, but there's also a lot of quackery in the world. I would, I would do it in a real way, creative movement. Um, and then the other path is a more science, like more of a clinical scientific path where I go and, and get a licensure to practice some sort of therapy and then add that and incorporate all of my spirituality into the practice and go whatever that, however that manifests, whether it's Jungian psychology or whatever it is, like dream work, having the base of getting something clinical. Now, I literally waver in this decision every single day. Today, I'm on the path of I'm going to go clinical. But yesterday, it was the opposite. I was like, yeah, I'm not thinking. I'm, I'm not going to do the social work program. And who knows if it's social work, if it's uh, psychology. I don't know. But these are two roads. And every single day, and I realized today, my therapist, he gave me um, inspiration because he basically said, he basically made me realize that I'm in this paralysis zone um, because I'm unclear. And as soon as something becomes clear, then we can stop swaying one way or another. It's the same thing with a breakup. Do I break up with him? Do I not? Do I date him? Do I not? This I see, you know, Lacey Phillips talks a lot about how the energetics of business and the energetics of relationships are completely in tandem. And I believe it. And if my energetic has always been unsure and unwavering because I don't know what I want, then I'm just going to get a bunch of question marks and people are going to put these stories on me like you're really lost. I mean, I actually, I actually think we're always in the process of finding, losing certain parts of ourselves and finding new parts of ourselves because we're always evolving and we're always changing. And that's beautiful. Um, we're always in death and rebirth cycles. That's Scorpio. I talked about that yesterday. And I'm a completely different human being than I was a year ago. Like completely. Um, even six months ago, I talk slower. Uh, even just on that, the way I speak is different. Um, there's a million other things that are different. But just the fact is we're constantly changing our cells. We're literally different people every seven years because our, cell, our cellular turnover occurs every ten, uh, seven years. So that's just something to think about. Um, and kind of, I talked yesterday about embracing surrender. And I also now want to talk about embracing shadow um, and embracing the darkness. I touched a bit on this yesterday, but it's just very fitting because I picked the shadow card from Eliza Kelly's death and I want to read it because it's just so poetic. Okay. And it's the new moon. So I think this combination of darkness, transformation, Scorpio, it's all, it's all cut from the same cloth. When did you first encounter the mystery of shadows? Was it during a late afternoon walk as the sun 
hovering low in the sky, cast your elongated silhouette on the sidewalk, stretching your limbs to fantastical proportions. Or maybe it was during a childhood sleepover when a flashlight pointed at the wall, set the scene for a dramatic shadow puppet performance. Or perhaps your relationship with shadows has always been rooted in psychology, mirroring the topography of your complex, multidimensional personhood. Indeed, shadows are everywhere. These contours and silhouettes are the imprint of an obstruction, outlines of whatever is blocking the light. Containers of darkness, shadows, vary in scale and intensity, symbolically speaking to concealed secret or subconscious qualities. As these shapes are formed from the absence of light, people often project more morality on shadows, associating their existence with malevolent energy. But from an artistic perspective, shadow is depth. Shadow is value. Shadow is realism. Without shadow, our favorite paintings and photographs lose their dynamism. Likewise, shadows are an integral part of the whole. When the shadow card appears, it's time to go deeper. The shadow speaks to all that exists beyond the illumination. It's the monumental, powerful truths that are often overlooked. It's the fear, the shame, the jealousy, the paranoia, the doubt. While these expressions of self may not always be the most flattering qualities, they are part of your experience and likewise need space to be processed and explored. Treat the shadows with respect, compassion, and understanding. Because believe it or not, these attributes aren't working against you. In fact, the shadows are part of your unique configuration, contours, silhouettes, eclipses, and halos. This card inspires empathetic integration, so don't be afraid to familiarize yourself with your soul's own creases and folds. So I think this is really beautiful. We need to meet our darkness. We need to meet our, our shadow self so that we can come into the light. And also, in terms of a manifestation, we might not, just because we don't see, just because light isn't hitting what's happening, it doesn't mean something's not working. If, if you had a wound, a physical wound, and you were in a cast, for instance, you wouldn't see your body healing. It would be in the cast. But a couple of weeks later, you would take off the cast and it would be healed. So what's playing out for us isn't necessarily visible to our eyes. But with our intention, focus, purpose, and determination, and kind of the will to figure it out, and also the will to not know, and, and it's not, I hate that, get comfortable being uncomfortable, but like sit in the discomfort, allowing it to wash over us. I was in a yin class yesterday and we did soup to bottle. And it was really painful for my groin. And <laughs> I think that's an exact, I just couldn't, I was like, sit in this, sit in this, sit in this. Um, and sure enough, like sitting in the stillness, things are at work and things are at play. Um, and I think there's this paradox. We always think that like more is better, that the more we do, the better we are, the busier we are, the more productive we are, the more worthy we are, the quicker the yoga class, the more calories we're burning, the better. But yin is kind of the opposite of that. It's like sit and stay in that discomfort, sit in that cocoon. Um, I think it's the same with life. You know, I, I picked now twice a card that says minimize your energy drain. So what I think, how I interpret that is you know, it's not about adding things to the equation. It's actually about subtracting. So here's an example. 
I went through an entire acne journey, which actually was the start of my spiritual awakening. And what happened was I woke up at 27 years old with literally pepperoni face. Um, after having perfect skin my entire life, I woke up really confused because I just had these terrible cystic pimples. I talked about it. I put it on my Instagram. It's, it was demoralizing. I didn't go to Thanksgiving. I like Even with family, I didn't want to be seen that year. Um, but if you look at the metaphysical meaning for that, according to Louise Hay, it's acne is like a fear of being seen. Anyway, what was my first reaction to that? Doing more. I made a bunch of doctor's appointments. I got on medication. I did all these things, put on all these topicals that dried up my skin that like worked. I'm putting this in air marks if you're just listening to audio. But then I was like, oh, great, I'm healed. I got off the medication. What happened? It came right back. So maybe the answer wasn't to do more, it was actually to do less. It wasn't until I actually quit a toxic job, quit a relationship that wasn't right for me, changed my environment, started eliminating. I eliminated alcohol. I've been a year sober now. I think I'm going to post my repost my Substack article about that and quit certain items that I was intolerant to, whether it was energy vampires or people um, or like quite literally the, the food that we consume. Also, we consume what else do we consume? Music. We consume air. Like, is your how's your air quality? I realized I was in a in a place where the air quality wasn't ideal. Um, I wanted fresh air. I craved ocean air. So what did I do? I went to the beach. I'm at the beach now. It's there's something very for me calming about the sound of the waves. I know this is calming for everyone, but being around ocean waves as opposed to lots of noise and banging and construction was a life changer for me. So it was more about actually minimizing the stimuli around me um, and replacing sounds of construction with kirtan songs. And, you know, before my, you know, I used to listen to a bunch of loud banging music and now I listen to Baba Hanuman by Krishna Das. I mean, (laughs) these things, we really are just a function of what we're ingesting. and I think it's definitely hard where we're in a world of excess and the world demands us to do and be a lot of things at once and kind of scoffs at downtime. Like I remember I, when I was on the trading floor, I used to like walk in late and by late, I mean 7.20 or 7.30, whatever. Like people would roll their eyes at me. Like, I'm sorry that I function better on sleep. I mean, this was probably, they probably thought I was just an entitled millennial who didn't want to work hard, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a different human being when I get a full night's rest. You know, when I don't, I think everything's wrong and I don't perform as as much. So sometimes the answer is decreasing the excess to increase the wellness. And we all know what's best for us. There's millions of people telling us, to take certain supplements or eat certain ways, or some people say dairy's good, some people say dairy's bad, the vegetarian's good, you know, meat is bad, all meat is good, vegan is bad, you know, there's a million different uh, ways to skin a cat, but the reality is we know, our own individual being knows what works for us and what doesn't work, you know? I have friends who like can't eat cruciferous vegetables because it 
causes stomach issues. But for me, I mean, if you listen to like a bunch of PMS and period apps, they're telling you to eat that at certain phases in the cycle. Like every single body is literally different. And I think it's about honoring those differences and taking care of ourselves and really just going within, doing less, slowing down and cutting unnecessary drainage. And sometimes it can feel really lonely. I had a talk with a friend today how sort of lonely these journeys are sometimes because your friends shift, you know, sometimes you might end relationships. You're in a completely, because you've raised your frequency, sometimes it takes some time to cultivate a community because your old way of life doesn't suit anymore. Um, And that's okay. And it's actually really beautiful. And it's all part of this plan that we're in. So with that, I'm about to reach 17 minutes. I feel like even that, I feel like is too long. Tell me your thoughts. What are you eliminating? How are you conserving your energy and being more specific with it? Who you give it to? Um, How are you confronting your shadow? What are you manifesting consciously, unconsciously? I'd like to manifest, this is what I'm manifesting. I just want to put it out in the universe. Clarity in my path, which step do I take? I know it's a process, but I'm declaring that by in a month from now. So mid-December, I'm going to have clarity in my next step, whether that's you know signing up for this yoga training with this amazing woman here in Miami or going to social work school back in New York. And continuing to host my circles there and be back with my community. So that's my manifestation is clarity. Um, Let me know what you're manifesting. Bye.